These are the bunt hits for Tuesday, October 24th. The World Series matchup has been decided. The finale of the NLCS took place Tuesday night, concluding the back-and-forth series between the Philadelphia Phillies and the Arizona Diamondbacks. After soaring out to a 2-0 series lead, the Phillies looked like they were going to breeze through the upstart D-backs on their way to consecutive World Series appearances. But Arizona rebounded with back-to-back -back victories at home to tie things up. Then Philly won a crucial Game 5, bringing them back home, getting two bites at the apple to clinch in their home stadium, which they haven't been defeated in all postseason. However, a suffocating Game 6 victory from the Snakes brought us to this finale, in which one team will get their shot at glory, and the other will be watching back home on their couches, haunted by what could have been. It was a rematch of Game 3's starters, Ranger Suarez for Philly versus Brandon Fott for Arizona. Suarez, the Venezuelan lefty, has been nails for Philly all postseason, boasting a .64 ERA in his three starts, only allowing a single run. Fott has also produced for his D-backs as he becomes just the 10th pitcher in history to start a Game 7 in his first season in the majors. Like in Game 6, it would be the Diamondbacks who would strike first, starting with Corbin Carroll showcasing his speed to leg out an infield single. Gabby Moreno then followed it up with an opposite field knock for Christian Walker to then bring home Carroll on a ground out. On the other half of the frame, Fott looked razor sharp out of the gates, striking out Schwarber and Harper in a quick 1-2-3 first. This is exactly what the D-backs were looking for right out of the gates, as it's what helped them steal Game 6 at the bank, getting out to an early lead and nullifying the Philly faithful. However, despite going down in the first, these fans would not waver, producing a constant barrage of sound and being engaged on every single pitch and it would not be long before the fans were rewarded. There had been some recent criticism of Philadelphia's manager Rob Thompson's batting order, which put two of their statistically weaker hitters in the regular season, Alec Bohm and Bryson Stott, in the 4-5 holes, ahead of the likes of JT Realmuto, Brandon Marsh, and Nick Castellanos. Thompson responded to the critiques by pointing out how Bohm and Stott have had the 4th and 2nd best batting averages with runners in scoring position this postseason. Nonetheless, Thompson's decision was immediately justified, as Alec Bohm silenced the doubters with a no-doubter to left to tie things up at 1. The Phillies' offense has lived and died by the long ball, clubbing 6 more than Arizona in the series. And generally, this has been a big advantage for them, as up to this point in the postseason, in games where a team hit a home run and their opponent didn't, the record was 14-0. The Snakes were also maintaining their aggressiveness on the base paths early, with Lourdes Gurriel and Corbin Carroll getting singles in the second and third respectively before each would rob second base. However, each time Ranger Suarez was able to strand them in scoring position. Despite this, getting an extra 90 feet has been crucial for the success of the D-backs, going 5-0 in playoff games where they've recorded at least one stolen base so far. There's a clear game plan change going into Game 6 after only stealing one bag in the first five games of the series. In Game 6, they ran freely, getting four, and already after three innings in this one, they'd nabbed two. 
Fott was rolling into the fourth when Bohm stepped up again and drew a one-out walk. With two strikes, Bryson Stott shot a liner into the opposite field gap, knocking in his fellow infielder and sending the Phillies crowd into a frenzy. Raul Mudo followed up with a single just out of the reach of Rivera at third, resulting in a menacing first and third situation with just one out. Lavello stuck with his rookie to face Castellanos, who had gone ice cold offensively since game one, going a paltry 0 for 20 with 10 punchouts at the plate. And Fott would make it 11 punchouts on a sharp slider, sending Castellanos back to the pine. He would then pitch around Marsh with a four-pitch walk to face the weakest link in the Phillies lineup, Johan Rojas, with the bags full. And once again, Fott came up clutch with another strikeout, by far the biggest of his seven total on the night. This would be the end of Fott's outing, meaning the game would now be in the hands of the D-backs' pen, which has been a strength for them throughout the playoffs. The Arizona offense would not let the Philly one-run lead last for long, as it would be Corbin Carroll who'd come up big. Suarez was one out shy of getting through five innings with just one run coming across, exactly what the Phillies would have asked from him. But the one hitter standing in his way of achieving that result was Carroll. And with a runner on second, Carroll got his third knock of the night, a slow grounder right up the middle, scoring Rivera from second and tying the game. Carroll scoffed at the lefty-lefty matchup, and became just the first left-handed batter to get three hits off Suarez in a game. With getting this knock, Carroll matched the total number of hits he had in the series before entering this game, having gone 3-for-26 in games 1-6. through six. And Corbin didn't stop there, stealing second on reliever Jeff Hoffman's first pitch of his day. And then fellow rookie Gabriel Moreno brought home Carroll like he did in the first. In the blink of an eye, the D-backs had supplanted the Phillies' lead. With three knocks and two steals on the day after just five innings, Carroll had a stat line that only one player younger than him had achieved in a postseason game, that being the legendary Ty Cobb in the 1908 World Series. It was a rough conclusion to Suarez's day, in which he was dealing until Carroll's clutch hit now in line for the loss on just his first postseason outing in which he allowed more than one run. Kyle Schwarber would lead off the bottom half of the fifth with a double, but the heart of the Phillies lineup was nullified by Mantiply and Thompson out of the pen, stranding Schwarber to end the inning. In the seventh, the D-backs would tack on another run, starting with a Geraldo Perdomo one-out single, followed up by a Cattell Marte double to put them both in scoring position. For Marte, it was now his 16th postseason game in a row in which he has gotten a hit, the record for a player beginning their playoff career. With the D-backs threatening, it was Carroll stepping into the batter's box, and he immediately hit one deep enough to bring home Perdomo with a sack fly. After making little impact offensively all series, the Snake's young star stepped up in the biggest game of his career, both scoring two of the D-backs' runs and driving home the other two. The Phillies tried to respond in the bottom half of the frame, getting a pair of one-out walks, giving Turner and Harper another opportunity with runners on. Lavello would turn to his stud setup man, Kevin Ginkle, to try to work out of the jam. 
Ginkle would get Turner to hit a can of corn to center, setting the stage for Harper to come through in the big moment and be the hero of the night. With all 42,000 plus Phillies fans on their feet, Harper hit one hard off his bat, but it would fall harmlessly into the glove of Thomas in center. Harper spoke about how he just barely missed the barrel on that swing, launching it too high despite it coming off his bat at 107.6 miles per hour. And for reference, on balls Harper hit 107 or harder this season and postseason, he had a batting average of 763 with 15 total home runs. The Phillies' ace, Zach Wheeler, who came in to get the final out of the top half of the inning in the seventh, stayed in to pitch a clean eighth, a strong performance in his first career relief appearance, keeping the lead within reach. But Kevin Ginkle was untouchable in the eighth, striking out the side and bringing us to the ninth. Philadelphia would have to make their last stand against D-backs closer Paul Seawald, who combined with Ginkle had gone 17 innings in the series without allowing a run on 24 strikeouts. All three Philly batsmen would hit long fly balls, but the magic in their bats was sadly gone, as Seawald shut the door on a 4-2 D-backs victory. An absolutely shocking result to the series after the Phillies, at multiple points, seemed to have a foot in the door of the World Series. But the Snakes just kept fighting back, Propelled by NLCS MVP Cattell Marte's hot bat, their aggressiveness on the base paths, and their scrappy pitching staff, which, in the final two games in Philadelphia, held the explosive Philly lineup to just three runs. The lineup that clobbered Miami's strong pitching rotation and out-hit the historic Braves lineup faltered against the pesky Snakes in the final moments of their season. The opportunities were there for the Phils, going just 1-for-10 with runners in scoring position in Game 7, but they just weren't able to convert when it mattered. Despite losing the series, the Phillies finished with a plus-9 run differential over the D-backs, their four losses being by one run, one run, four runs, and then two runs in the finale. For Arizona, having a negative run differential is not new to them and they just became the second team to make the World Series after finishing the regular season with a negative run differential. The other team? The World Series winning 1987 Minnesota Twins. The D-backs have been a team of miracles all season, just edging the Cubs out by a game to make it into the playoffs with an 84-78 record. In fact, late in the season on August 11th, their record sat at just 57-59, and 59, with their chances of making the playoffs just 13.4%. They would make it in, and they would make it here, standing on top of the National League, just four games shy of their second-ever World Series title. And their opponent? The Rangers, who are searching for their first-ever World Series title. Two underdog teams that two years ago lost over 100 games, more losses two seasons prior to making a World Series than any other team to reach a World Series. The D-backs and Rangers were viewed as two young up-and-coming teams that just were too unproven to make a serious run at the title. 
but both stepped up and won back-to-back games on the road against the previous two World Series representatives, earning their shot the hard way. Now, the rising stars will collide on the biggest stage, with aces Zach Gallen and Nate Ovalde meeting on the mound. The final chapter of the 2023 season begins this Friday night in Arlington. Thanks so much for listening. It has been a sensational LCS round filled with many twists and turns. Let's hope the World Series has just as much drama. We'll cover all the storylines of that series starting on Saturday.